Thanks for joining us for today's sermon. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. If the messages of this church have touched you in some way, please share that with us by clicking on the contact tab at lifesc.org to send us an email. And if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do so online to help us bring messages just like this one to you each week. It is our prayer that God blesses you through this message today. Ephesians chapter 4. And we begin in verse 3, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Everyone say the unity of the Spirit. In the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit. Someone said amen. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all. And thank God he is in you all. Amen. I just want to take a moment to preach to you about the power of one. In Jesus' name, God, impress on us the influence of unity in our life. In Jesus' name. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. My wife and I were out at a wonderful place. I believe angels live there. It's called Lee's Custard. Anybody ever been to Lee's Custard? It's a place where angels sing and people are, people love the Lord that go there. They, they are raptured into a third heaven, amen? Well, they eat wonderful custard and ice cream. Well, we were there enjoying some wonderful custard and there was a beautiful family there that was enjoying as well. And they had a young little boy. They had several boys in the family, but they, all the other boys had finished their treat and they were all standing at a trash receptacle and they were all throwing it away. And the smallest little boy thought, man, this is so much fun. We get to throw stuff into this big round thing. I love this. But he had a full ice cream cone. He'd only taken a couple of licks. And he was enjoying, you know, his ice cream cone. But because everybody else was so busy having so much fun throwing it in the receptacle that he didn't realize that throwing it away was a bad thing to do. He just wanted to enjoy the fun that everybody else was having. So he took his brand new, only a few licks ice cream cone and he hurled it into the trash can and like got happy. And all of a sudden he's just like, this is great. Look at this fun we're having. We're throwing things in this trash can. This is awesome. And I looked over at mom and mom's eyes got really big. And she was like, I don't think he realized what he just did. And so a few minutes later, he comes back to the trash can. He's like, in dare. It's in dare. He wants mom to get his, you know, his ice cream cone back out because now he realizes the value and the, the importance and the wonderful thing that he had that he threw away in a moment of excitement. And I want you to know today that as I began to prepare this sermon, I so wanted to impress our hearts today with the fact that some people stand at a place of loss and don't realize that had they not pushed somebody out of their life and had they not pushed God out of their life at times, that there would be something so valuable and so precious that while they stood in a place of loss and said, I, I wish I had that back, literally if they had understood that when God honors things, he honors unity. And, and if you had kept the 
relationships that you had and if you had kept your relationship with God and if you had realized that God is drawn to those that understand that when you gather people around you of like precious faith, there's power in that. That unity has power. Oh, that men would dwell together, the scripture talks about. It talks about unity and the power of unity is because our God is one. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And he shall, and he shall touch things that are like his character. Amen. So God himself drew us to him by his spirit. The scripture tells us in Psalms that, that God works in very amazing ways. I have to jump to the power of uh, the iPhone. <laughs> Because I have all my notes over here. But I just want to tell you that the scripture gives us so many beautiful examples of what unity does. John 6 and 44 says, No man can come except the Father which hath sent him draw him. I'm so grateful that the Father drew me. Anybody grateful? And I'm so glad that he put his one spirit inside me so that I can draw near to him. Amen. So that my spirit is full of his spirit. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I thank God for it. Been walking for many years full of the Holy Ghost. I speak in tongues as often as I can. Amen. But the thing about speaking in tongues is it allows me to handle my, my flesh and my life so that I can draw nearer to him. And when I get in unity with, the, with what the word of God said and with what the spirit of God is saying to me, God gets magnetized. There is like a polar effect that happens where God draws near to me because I'm drawing near to him. Hello, somebody. And if we understand that our God is one today, if we understand that he is God, manifest in the flesh, Jesus Christ come to save us, and that in the work of redemption, the cross was purchased by his own blood, that he died for us, and that he laid his life down so that we could come back to him, amen, somebody, so that we could walk into his presence. What love could that be? Truly, I cannot brag about my love for God because I fail in all all of us do, amen? All of us fail him at times, but we can stand and we can lift our hands and we can worship God with our arms lifted and we can brag about his love because his love never fails us. His love never leaves us. And so I'm grateful today for that one God. And, and, I, and I want you to know that as a man, I can sometimes real really get into a place where I'm like, you know, maybe I don't need that or maybe I don't need this. But I guarantee you, God has spoke to me about what I was supposed to say here today. And he said that I am a God who is drawn to unity because unity is just like me. I am a one God. I am one in every sense. My character is one. In Jesus Christ I came, and in him is all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Somebody said amen. And when I put my spirit in you, I am drawing you to a place where the word of God can be illuminated in you because of the spirit of God in you. And where you form yourself to the word. You don't try to make the word form to you. Amen somebody. And so when we understand that there's power in unity, we realize there's so many things that couldn't have been done without unity. Jesus would not have died on the cross for us had he not prayed a prayer, not my will, but thine be done. Amen, somebody. There would be no church had it not been for them in Acts 2 in the upper room where it says they were all in one place. 
in one accord. I'm glad we're in one place. I just hope we can get in one accord today because when we do that, God says, I want to be in the midst of a people who are unified. Amen, somebody. Oh, yes, he loves unity. It's like a magnet to him. It's attractive to God. There's no fellowship and there's no synergy that we can ever do any more than we are if we never get people around us who can help us do more than what we can do. Amen? We can do more together than we can apart. There's so much scripture. I don't even have time because this is a sample service. But someone has to fight for that kind of unity. Somebody has to stand up and say, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in me. It's going to happen in my life to the word of God. It's going to happen in my life to the spirit of God. And it's going to happen among the people of God because I'm not going to bring any division. Because God's not drawn to division. God is drawn to unity. Amen. And I want to step into a place where God is comfortable. Amen. Somebody. Things are so much in common. We have many things in common on a linear level as human beings and in our spirits. We love one another. In the body, we share so many great fellowship, so many things of great fellowship. But I want you to know that when you begin to feed the eternal side of you, you're feeding two-thirds of yourself. We're body, soul, and spirit. And so when we reach for God, it's so powerful that we understand that you're feeding the greater part of yourself. And when you feed the greater part of yourself, your eternal side, because our God is eternal, he will bless the physical side. Someone said amen. Scripture even tells us that he will, when he finds unity, he will command blessing. Hello, somebody. When he finds unity, he will command blessing. Not just re- reply to a, a, a email, hello somebody. Not just reply to a prayer. But literally God is so blessed when we come together and we draw ourselves together. The Bible speaks to us specifically that God is honored and shows up when we praise him. Amen. In Psalms 34 and 3 it says, Oh magnify the Lord. We started this service with this verse. Thank you Nathan. Oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name, the key word, together. Amen? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. David understood that when you get people together and you lift God up together, there is a collective that takes place that draws the creator. Somebody said amen. And so when we come together, David knew it, if we praise together, God wants to show up there. If we pray together, Matthew 18, 19 says, if two of you shall agree on our touching anything, anything, someone say anything, it doesn't give a classification, it says anything, that they shall ask and it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. I'm grateful that I know that I can grab a brother's hand and pray with somebody and heaven moves, amen? I'm grateful that I can grab a brother by the hand and pray in earth and things in earth can change. God shows up when we get together. Someone said amen. He's happy to join us in where two or three are gathered together. He's in the midst of us. So we have this graphic here that we we just put together because we really like graphics. (laughs) Has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that we decided we were going to have something that represented one God here today. And we were going to have something that represented one church. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. When the church gets in unity, that one God has to show up because it's so much like him. He's like, I, I have to honor what I see being done because it's all about God. Amen? If we could just understand it's all about putting him first. 
If we put him first, he will help us in every way possible. This place was $10,000 a month. We called and we said, hey, we, we want to see the place. We don't know what you're asking for it. The realtor that I got connected up to was through a friend. And they said, this is going to be $10,000 a month if you work out all the details. And it's going to be about 7800 then a maintenance fee. And I was like, that'll never happen. But we just came and looked at the place anyways. And we said, we'll take the sanctuary and maybe one room. We were, I, I was praying two smaller prayers. Hello, somebody. But when I started seeking the Lord, he said, why don't you just let me do the work? And God said, why don't you go back and you write an offer for $1,500 a month? I was like, Lord, you're going to insult them. <laughs> He's like, just offer what I tell you to offer. And so I went back. I drove by. God had to talk to me three different times. I drove by several times. And the Lord said, just make the offer. Just make the offer. And so I did. And uh, they didn't talk to me for two months. I figured I had really upset them. And then all of a sudden, the realtor calls and says, you can get in there next week if you want. Just, you know, we just got to sign the paperwork. I'm like, really? Oh, by the way, you just need to pay the light bill, but you can have the whole almost 10,000 square foot. We were paying 1,300 in a hotel. We moved in here and are paying 1,500 in the light bill. Hello, somebody. If you don't think God can do a miracle. All I had to do was get my spirit in unity with a God who knows how to work. Amen. Can we give him a bigger praise than that? I want to hold on to the miraculous. How about you? Would you stand with me today? In Acts chapter 2, when they were in one accord in one place, God honored them and filled them with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Speaking with other tongues. And it spilled out into the streets. And the disciples were in unity when Peter stood in Acts 2.38 and said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How many know we still need to do that? Hallelujah. And so what happens is we find ourselves in a place where we want to unify ourselves to the word of God and let the word of God change us. And the scripture says in Acts 22 and 16, it tells us that if you're going to repent, why, why would you wait? Repent now. But in, in the scripture, it says even about baptism, it says, and why tarry thou? Arise and be baptized. Why would we do that? Because it washes away your sins calling on the name of the Lord. If you know a God to be one, and if you know a God that is attracted to unity, then you want to get in unity with his word as fast as possible. And the scripture even says, repent of your sins and be baptized. It commands them. And then it says, why would you wait? We have a baptism today. I mean, we have a baptismal in the other room. I know it's not in here, but that's the best way we could work it out because we wanted to have a place where if anyone said, I want to get in unity with God right now, that we could say, why wait? There is water waiting. Let's go put you in unity with God and let's wipe away all of your past and let you begin anew and afresh. If you're here today and you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, I would love to have a conversation with you and I would love to have a meeting at a baptismal and make your life in unity with a God who's attracted to people who want him more than anything. I close with this. My grandmother had a dream 
And she believed God in that dream. My grandfather had been a preacher, planted three different churches. And in the planting of that somewhere, he got bitter. He became hard and he turned away from God. And my grandmother saw a dream of him standing at the front of the church right here, lifting his hands and giving his life back to God. And she said, you know what? I'm going to unify my heart with the dream that God gave me and I'm going to hold on to it. If you have a dream in your life that the Holy Ghost gave you, hold on to it. This could have never happened unless God did this. This place couldn't have happened unless God did this. This is God's church. We are part of it. But this is His ministry and His work. And I don't have to exhaust myself. I just have to get a hold of the dreams and hold on. And God will do the work. And my grandmother did that and she just held on and took 10 years. I tell this story a lot because it it's what's made me what I am. Because I'm a fourth generation Pentecostal, but I have the mantle of my grandfather resting on my shoulders. And if you don't know what that means, I can explain that later. <laughs> but he came down to an altar one afternoon. It was an evening service. My grandmother had come home. She was working in the house. And she didn't know it, but my grandfather was sitting over in the Lazy Boy. TV was running, but he wasn't watching TV. He was weeping down his face all day repenting. And he said, as she went back to get ready for, to go to church, she was changing and he said, would it be okay if I went to church with you tonight? She about fell over. <laughs> she got up off the floor and said, absolutely. Why wouldn't it be okay? And then that night he left his pew and he came down and she saw the front of the church that she saw in her dreams she saw him standing there with his hands lifted. Ten years she held on to that. But she unified her spirit with what the spirit was saying about her situation. And God honored it. What do you have today that you need God to honor if you just give it to him and you make yourself one with his mission for your life? He will give you all good things. Amen. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Jesus, today, there's somebody that may need to hear this word. Maybe there's a dream embedded or a dream crushed or a hope that's been dashed or even a loved one lost. But today, we hold on to a God who is one, who works all things together for good to them that love God. Not everything's going to be good, but everything's going to work together for good. And if there's someone who hasn't chased after you in repentance or baptism or infilling of God's Spirit, would you impress upon their heart today to become one with you and to make themselves one with your word. And may my brothers and sisters in this room be impressed with the oneness that you are in Jesus name in Ephesians I read to you that we are to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit 
literally means that we are to hastily or speedily run after unity. And the word unity there means oneness. And it says that we are to quickly take hold of the oneness of the Spirit. Someone said amen. In the bonds, the word bond in the original Greek means a ligament or to join together the body. If we get a hold of the oneness of God, we get a hold of the oneness of the church. And we draw together. And we become stronger together in the bonds of peace. And the word peace there means that the nation is at rest from war. I pray today that this message is taken with a humble spirit as I preached it and that this sample service ministered to you. But I want to open this altar for anybody that needs to come and say, God, you are one and I want everything in me to run after you. I want everything in me to become one with your word so that I can become one and close to you. Would you take somebody by the hand right now? Would you pray? Jesus, only you could make this place a house of worship because you made us your tabernacle. You put your spirit in us. We are the church, but this is where the church meets. So would you allow us in a spirit of unity right now to draw near to you? If we have not repented in a while, would you let us die out to ourselves, so that your spirit could bring new life? If we've never been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission and the washing away of our sins, would you allow somebody to be bold and say, I want to be one with my God and be baptized today and leave my past forever behind under the blood of Jesus. And if there's someone here who has never received the beautiful gift of the Holy Ghost, would you fill them in this house today? Would you take that person by the hand and as one church, would you bring them to this altar? Together, would you step out of where you are? If there's someone near you, would you ask them, would you like to come and draw near to the Lord? Come on, let's make this an altar call. Draw near, would you come with me? I'll pray with you. I'll seek God for you. If you need to repent, this is the place to do it. This is an altar. Bring somebody with you. Take somebody by the hand and come on down here. Everybody that's here should fill this altar because there's power in one. And as we gather together, as we seek God, come on, let's fill this altar. Press in. Press in together. As we seek God as one, I believe there's going to be a seismic spiritual event that happens in this room. I believe that the territory in this place will emanate something that changes this territory spiritually. Come on, let's pray together. Would you change the spiritual mapping of this city right now? Would you change the borders and the perimeters of the spiritual mapping of this city? Would you pray to God right now in the power of the Holy Ghost? 
that God would do something special in your life.